Hello and welcome to Downtown Manam, the podcast. I am Becca Schoenborn, here with my co-host, Dustin Dubuque. Yes, I'm wide awake for this podcast. I'm ready. I've had one sip of tea filled with tons of sugar, so this should get progressively better as we go. Same. I will be caffeinated by the end of this episode. <laughs> well, then that's that's good. So hopefully our guest is uh, is rip-roaring ready to go. <laughs> That's what, we're, that's what we're hoping for right now. Yeah. Dustin just got back from a vacation, so he's... Uh, this is my first thing back at work from my vacation. Yes, this is true. So, what a way to come back. But, as I said, uh, we are recording early in the morning right now, and uh, I would have definitely uh, laid around and lounged this morning if I didn't have to be here bright and early to record this this with you. Sorry, we have to do a podcast <laughs> together, Dustin. You're my first person back in Menominee I've seen. <laughs> so you should feel super special. I do. What a treat. I know. Well, today we have a special guest. Oh, we say that about special, every guest. <laughs> special guest, Sophie. Um, and we're going to talk about some spooky stuff, probably. Maybe some history. Sounds good. Yes, so it's Sophie Doan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even introduce you. I just look right at Becca. I'm like, Becca, this is a good introduction without the... <sighs> so, uh, who is the museum manager at the Historical Society. Our first episode, we had Melissa Nealon, who is the director at the local Historical Society. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sophie is the uh, nuts and bolts person to the museum. She's the one that gets to see all the fun stuff and do all the fun things there. So, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, this should be fun. Well, I guess first off, I, I guess we just we just kind of go. So Sophie, been at the museum quite a while. You're like the legend. Twelve over years. There. Twelve yeah, years. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. It is. All the fun things that you see coming in and out of there. Most definitely, every day. Every day. <laughs> yep. Yes. So Sophie's the person. If you donate to the museum, she's the person that uh, takes it and puts it in the back. So I guess that's the easy. That's question. it. That's all that they do. That's <laughs> all she does. She doesn't do anything that's a, else that's there. That's your whole job. I'm just sure one of the two employees that work there. That's all they do in the huge facility. Mm-hmm. Well, so I guess the 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 first easy question I think is is what are some of the like fun things that you like get in the back there? Like what are some of the things that pop into your head when people are like, this is a pretty cool thing that the museum has stored away in the back back rooms. Um, one of the larger collections that we have is from um, John Holly Knapp <clears throat> and his son who traveled the world back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. So there's basically kind of like souvenir type stuff from all over the world from, you know, a hundred and some years ago. So there's a lot of neat um, artifacts. There's a um, couple pairs of lotus shoes. Mm-hmm. So that's um, over in Japan, they would bind feet so mm-hmm. they i mean these shoes are like minuscule they're just these tiny little shoes that these women would wear and walk around in um we have there's just so much um we just got a bible in that was given to um andrew tainter from william wilson so oh, that wow. just came in it was really neat we That's like cool page through it and there was like a pressed flower in it and like a handwritten you know like dedication this is to my friend and oh, wow. so that's neat um we just got in an old sign from the the original courthouse here in Dunn county and it's it's a wooden sign hand letter that says no smoking or spitting in the courtroom <laughs> so that yes, just came, like yeah. in the courtroom too. yeah right so it's there's just specific. like all the you know it's just different things that come in yeah Um, that is really cool how did you end up getting into this type of work have you always been 
in the historical society realm or did you not really um, on accident <laughs> pretty like much. the rest <laughs> of us in our jobs <laughs> <Just about that. laughs> it was so like um when my girls were little I worked part-time I worked for Hallmark and American Greetings and then um kind of toned back on that a little bit and then was just looking for a part-time job looking through the newspaper um and there was a help wanted ad so kind of shows you how long ago it was that I was <laughs> like just say, remember when you looked through the newspaper because <laughs> I, yeah. I don't um, I do do you yeah when I was in high school I still like there was like it was in Appleton there was I mean a much bigger paper than there is here though so it was like still a thing yeah when I was in high school but interesting and this is, and that was the Not job anymore. that you applied for. That was. I went down there, grabbed an application, got called back, and <laughs> the, the rest, rest is literally history. Right, literally history. And so, now you're working there uh, almost every day. Pretty it's much fun. every day, Tuesday through Saturday, pretty much. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, so, what's your day to day like there? Like, other than receiving artifacts, I'm assuming that's not a daily. It's not thing. a daily thing, but as Dustin knows, there is so much there mm-hmm. that still needs to be accessioned and worked through. So, I okay. mean, that's that's never ending. That's never mm-hmm. going to go away. So that's always there. Um, then it's just the day-to-day, you know, opening, closing. Well, not so much closing. Opening, um, dealing with guests that come in, you know, helping with mm-hmm. exhibits. I do the um, from the files column for the Dunn County oh, News. Cool. So that's one of the things, answering phones. I mean, it's just, you can have a set plan for the day. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm getting this done. And then it's like everything totally except that. Everything happen. but that. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. Well, because the sessioning, so uh, I think it's an interesting thing that people, you know, you know, donate to museums across the world and such. But the sessioning thing, I think is kind of interesting. The fact that, you know, somebody has to, take this item and put it somewhere in the museum where like somebody can find it again. Right. So like you said, like I put stuff in the back room and I think that's what a lot of people, people think, think it is. Think it's just like it, it comes in and it goes in. You have a box that says photographs from 1920s and you just shove it in Pretty there. <laughs> like, that's not how I don't think it works. No, but no, but it comes in, we have a donation form and then they, each artifact gets a special accession number. So mm-hmm. it's like, it'll be the date. So like an accession number could be like 2021, dot seven dot three and that would be like it was the seventh item that came in in 2021 and it was the third item in that donation oh okay. so there is and then we do have a software program it's past perfect so we put it in there put as much information um in that program for each individual artifact and mm-hmm. then give it a special location number and so yeah so if somebody comes in and like 20 years ago i donated this Bible, can you tell me where it is? And so then you just type in, you know, their last name or something like that, and you can pop, it pops up on the computer and you can go find it. Cool. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that was a big conversation we had with Melissa Neeland, who was on uh, in the archives, if people want to listen to it, uh, like that past mm-hmm. episode plug. Yeah. That's uh, a good one. Was, was just the fact that our, the historical side here does, is like a pretty advanced place for Benominee, Wisconsin. I don't think people hear the word historical society and think, you know, a big upscale museum. Right. Like and that's something museum. I said to Melissa, too, is when I first discovered the museum after living here for a few years and going to college, I was like so surprised at how 
never ending it seemed like the first time I walked through it I was like there is a room after room after room after room I was so impressed at yeah and we hear that all the time yeah and especially if you do if you are lucky enough to ever um and in the museum I think Sophie's very welcoming to those who want to is the the uh, back area of the collections is pretty um quote-unquote open like we don't I don't think people are just allowed in there but I think if people want to do research Sophie's willing to show people around and when you see that too it's kind of amazing I mean you know to see a locker that's quote says edged weapons on it and stuff that's that's always (laughs) one thing that always sticks out in my head I'm like there's a locker full of edged weapons in here (laughs) like that's so cool you know so who would have thought but Sophie would have thought that's Sophie yeah (laughs) she's like yeah that's every day of my life good point (laughs) that is true so before we get into the 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 nuts and bolts of the uh the the some of the weird stuff that we want to talk about around the county and the state because that's fun and uh, this is coming out in october so we figured we have to have something quote-unquote halloween like um how did you get to like so we've asked everybody how they've kind of got to menominee we've had a lot of people recently that haven't lived here super long yeah or truly or moved, moved here within here the last couple of years with the intention to open a business and yeah. picked menominee because of that yeah, which i thought was super interesting yeah we've had a lot of not uh, quote-unquote locals i would say mm-hmm. on the podcast so far but you've been around the area for forever ever. i've ever since yeah, i've say, been here yep, been born here and raised here so cool. yeah well we i born in menominee we lived mm-hmm. in like nap cedar falls but no been here ever since i was born i think so. you're like i think you're like our first uh <laughs> born and bred uh person on the i think so yeah so, so how has it changed in the last or how has living here changed or anything in the last however many years well, I, I, that's kind of a, well, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I was born and raised here, but I think just as my life changed, I mean, it's just mm-hmm, things have right. changed, you know, it's just, it's become, I guess I think back to when I was little, I mean, it's, it's changed quite a bit in the fact that, and not saying this in a bad way, but there was just like more going on. I just remember like it being you know, 4th of July was huge in Dunn County and mm-hmm. it's just kind of calmed down. I think a lot of people don't stay in Menominee as much for like holidays and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's it's a small town. I just, it's kind of been the same. Mm-hmm. Was the lake cleaner 30 years ago? Not that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know my mom went into labor. She was ice fishing. So I was. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Started to come into this world out on the lake. On the lake. <laughs> Look at our yeah. lake brings people together. Oh. It brings life. <laughs> it world, does bring life. <laughs> no, yeah, we've been here. My, it was a great uncle was the gardener for John Holly Knapp. Oh, and that's cool. married the maid. And oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, cool. Was, yeah. So we've been here for a long time. So you have. Uh, you have. Some family tree back to one of the founders. Of there the, you go. Of the, wow. Yeah. So you really weren't just Jeez, meant you... to get this position. At I the guess so. Society. Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah how about, how about, uh, have you slipped that into a exhibit yet? Like something with John Hallinan? Not like, yet. Just I so know. it's known. Just, just so a you bottom know. line. <laughs> so this is my great uncle. This is my great uncle. Yep. yep. Just a little picture in the corner. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, let's just go for it. So, Becca's been chomping at the bit to have somebody on to talk about fun, weird things. My favorite. Her, right. her favorite thing. <laughs> and that's why we were like, well, the perfect person is Sophie. So, yeah. uh, Becca and I know Sophie relatively well. And uh, it is an easy conversation to have uh, with the lady who 
We'll drive to Ed Gein's house and <laughs> bring me back and bring back a, a souvenir. <laughs> bring Becca back a souvenir. What was that souvenir? Oh, it was just some dirt. <laughs> but was it from like his road or driveway or something? What was it? I don't think. I don't know. Did you get? It wasn't his house burnt down. So mm-hmm. it. But we did go out to his property, and then we did stop by the the cemetery. So. Oh yeah, because I it's a two toned. I, there's two different That's right. yep. colors of yep. dirt so in the jar. So it's a little bit of both. Cool. So Every time people, co- I have it in my office at work, and every time people ask me about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's dirt from Ed Gaines property. And they're like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like you can tell right away if people like crime stories yeah. and right. listening to true crime and are into that kind of stuff yeah. versus people who are horrified by it. And they're like, yeah, why weird. would you want that? <laughs> like, it's well, cool. For Christmas last year, I have a mug sitting on my desk, and it was filled with candy, and it's uh. And I'll let people look it up themselves, but it's of a known killer called, uh, his name's Albert Fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was filled with cannon. She goes, just put that on your desk and see if anybody knows who that is. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is morbid. It's yep. pretty morbid. So, so yeah, I, I don't, we actually don't know each other well. I know you through your daughter who right. I work with at yep. the co-op. And so I've kind of heard secondhand stories and <laughs> Hannah and I have bonded over our love of... Go. The morbid. The morbid <laughs> um, so, so when I people kinda... just come up to you, because I think people are slowly, especially you working at the museum, you're in a, a, a quote-unquote known figure around, you know, when people come up to you just asking, like, well, what's something, what's something weird here? Or what's something spooky in Dunn County? What's like one of the things that comes into your head? I guess, you know, when you think about it, um, a lot of people, and maybe they do, I don't know if they realize that. I mean, there's been, obviously, ghost sightings, um, Bigfoot, UFOs. There's I mean, been stuff, Bigfoot sightings? There here? has been. <gasps> there's a Bigfoot sighting. UFOs. Oh, um, my gosh. There's Peppy the Lake Monster. That I mean, that's not really done County, but, mm-hmm. I mean, so you tie all of those things. I mean, that's like four of the big kind right. of paranormal, you know, un unexplained things yeah. that are like pretty darn close to to us so right. yeah yeah well, then there's the um, hellhound and meridine was I mean, isn't that right outside the county too yep that's just right right outside have so you heard yep, that there's one the hellhounds mm-hmm. yep so there's a boat landing down um by carryville i've and heard of i've heard some rumors about carryville being oh spooky. yeah that was oh, a part yeah. that was i mean we didn't i didn't party there when i was a kid is there a cemetery there, there that, that people go to there is it's okay you can't really do it anymore though right well it's well you shouldn't psa don't do this <laughs> don't trespass don't no. trespass but yeah yeah it, it, it's um i don't know the official name of it uh, we always call it sand hill cemetery because if you're down at the boat landing you have to go up this hill that is basically sand oh, so nope. it's it's not an easy drive but there is a back way through a cornfield that i've heard about <laughs> so and you can get to it that way <laughs> so but it is it's a Allegedly. really small yes <laughs> there's a small cemetery up there um but then like i said below that is the the boat landing and there's been sightings of black hellhounds with red eyes that'll chase you if you Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, there's cool. been a couple stories of people like over the years saying that they've seen that. A lot of people, yep, report that. And Interesting. There's a ghost cat that haunts the schoolhouse down right. there. So isn't yeah. there also a? I care about. Isn't there a church? Isn't there the yep, haunted the church? Yep, the schoolhouse and the church are right across the street. And the church was didn't the pa- was allegedly the pastor hung himself in yeah oh, up yeah, in the I steeple have heard that. yeah. And then and kid- that's true. 
that I happened. don't know. I, I don't think that's ever been proven. Oh, okay. I think it's just a good a good story. Because isn't there also the story of a kid freezing in yep, the church? Yep, a kid had froze to death. He had like somehow left home, went out in the cold, ended up at the school, and was sitting at his desk and found frozen the next morning or uh. something like that. So and I don't think that's ever been proven no. either. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a lot that's, of... That's the, my favorite part about Carryville is that, again, even when I was younger, when I was in high school, we went there a few times and, you know, hung out in the cemetery because that's all everybody would talk about is how haunted it was. Yeah, I've not been down there, but from the time that I moved to Menominee 10 years ago, pe- I've heard of Carryville being mm-hmm. like the haunted but place yet there's in the not area. a single thing that's on record of no like of i mean anything. We, we went down there and i tried to take pictures and my camera wouldn't work mm-hmm. i mean which was super weird but that's a thing that happens in a lot of like paranormal yeah, places they, too they is technology energy, right? just just stops completely stopped yeah glitches or it's interesting yeah super did uh so w- uh, the other one i think you know about but the one that always sticks out in my head is the poltergeist story the lynch poltergeist the lynch poltergeist yep. you should you should give us the details on that so that was back i that's like late 1800s that was it's a it long was time very ago. late um yeah. 1800s there was a family the lynch family that moved here from out west i don't remember exactly where but moved here once they settled in just strange things started happening. Um, like knives would fly across the room or like the little girl's hair got cut off, I think. I mean, just super strange mm-hmm. things. And it was reported in the Denton County News. I mean... Multiple times. Just, wow. and pages, I mean, pages and pages of reports. And they had sent, I think, some of the newspaper reporters from the Dunn County News out there. And they would report lots of things happening, but it seemed like the more people that were there the less things happen. Mm -hmm. So there was also, I mean, a lot of speculation that, um, so the father of that family had remarried and brought the family here. And I think there was like the new wife didn't want to be here. So I don't know if they were thinking that she was like kind of doing something to get him to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was mainly the daughter and son I believe that a lot of this stuff would happen to or happen when they were around Mm -hmm. and so they sent those two to like a neighbor to live with them and stuff happened there as well and then they brought them back and I think they brought the son back actually and the daughter stayed with this other family and things kind of calmed down but interesting yeah yeah because I remember uh, that's only one of the few ones I've read about because I've seen some of the the clippings because there is it is insane the I, need to, News was I need to go this. to the museum and just look at all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's digit. I think uh, Duncan News is digitized now through the library. It now, is. Isn't it? Yep. It's so amazing. Can, yeah. It's oh, awesome. Cool. It it's just happened the last couple of years. So yep. you can go to the library website, I believe. Yep. And look it's right them there. And search. Oh, that's awesome. So if anybody's interested, that's a really good resource. But uh, I have read about this and I think there is one story of like, I don't know if it was one of the reporters on Duncan News and like, it's like given the huge spiel of all the stuff happened. And then at the end, the reporter's like, it sure sounds like kids are having fun with their parents or something like that, <laughs> just completely blowing it off. Everybody wants it to be anything other than other a than a ghost yeah. or a poltergeist at this point. Yeah, but it was featured. There was like a comic book way back. I don't know. It was like fifties or something like mm-hmm. that. So there is like a little comic about that, and I think oh. John Russell had kind of highlighted that in one of his articles as well. But I did buy the comic book, so I do mm-hmm. have like a copy of that, and it, oh, it's cool. super cool. That's so interesting. Yeah, that that poltergeist one's pretty cool, and right. yeah, you really should. People out there should like 
I'm sure they could find it now. Um, it's so interesting. Right. Just, mm -hmm. the, just the detail of... of uh, yeah, and we've driven... I made Brad go on a road trip, and we um, drove out past, like, the property and everything. I guess there's a big sinkhole out there, so some people say that had something to do with mm -hmm. it. I have no idea, but it's that just right outside, of or right outside of the county. Uh-oh. I guess I have to go on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the Bigfoot story? Do you know it, or is so it just... It was just... Um, I believe that was early 2000, like 2006. Oh, down like recent. Just, sure, yep, not too long ago. I am a full believer in Bigfoot. I'm just going to say <laughs> I, if, if it's not. Don't you not think somebody would have seen it by now? Like a lot legit, of people have seen it. Like with, uh, okay. with a phone. That is the thing. <laughs> is that the pictures that people get. They're There's so a bad. joke on the internet that it like people it looks like people shot them with like an old film camera it's or true. like just anything. Nobody other ever than has an, an iPhone 12 phone. to see Bigfoot. They always have a, f they always have a razor. Exactly. <laughs> they're still with a razor. It somehow still works. Yeah, in right. 2010. <laughs> maybe it's the paranormal element. So like you try yeah. to take a picture and you just, yeah, can't. maybe that's the thing we don't know about Bigfoot is that if you try yeah. to take a photo, something is happening where it's just I guess I should it. say I don't not believe in cryptids and stuff like that like I think if enough people see it something oh, exists. so awesome if Bigfoot did exist well and even if it's not like Bigfoot how we think of it if there is some sort of like two-legged hairy creature in oh, the woods that we haven't so discovered cool. yet that's awesome <laughs> That's true. Anyways, Sorry. But anyways tell me about the Bigfoot <laughs> I just had to go on that tangent no, so everyone was. knows <laughs> Down towards O'Galley. Somebody okay. had been riding their bike, smelt a super strong, like mm -hmm. pungent odor, and looked across, and there was a Bigfoot in the in the grass just off of the walking trail. I'm mm -hmm. not sure what walking trail it is, but yeah, so that was, that. I mean, that's all there is to mm -hmm. the, there's not like that's a big elaborate story. But smell um, is a thing that is this, often this thing. along with Bigfoot stories mm -hmm. is that there's just like an unexplained super strong bad smell right mm -hmm. my it's brother my like brother-in-law who's uh, a bigger guy he uh he firmly believes in bigfoot because he said he had an encounter with a buddy and they're camping out like out west and uh he said it was just them two and they had, like a fire was late at night and he said they started talking about how it's just the smell and like they kind of like looking around they're like what is this like it wasn't here earlier and then like the other thing about bigfoot is he throws stuff at people and he said yeah for like a couple minutes there was like rocks being thrown mm -hmm. at their campsite and stuff and he's like and then it just went away and it was then and they're like what else is this this is like literally the stereotypes it's right. like they could hear this i'm like oh okay yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah we'll go with it and i wonder if the reason that there's not a lot of like decent photos is that a lot of the places that the sightings happen are like in the middle of nowhere well, they're in the middle of nowhere where like right. if i was camping there my phone would have died the day i got right. there probably right and i wouldn't have had it on me to take a picture if I'm camping somewhere like right. that. Well, the, the reason why I always think like maybe it's possible is the fact that like, you know, every year there's that, there's a new story out where Google Earth is like, we found a new civilization in the middle of the rainforest that we didn't know existed. I'm like, how is it possible that mm -hmm. there's still 30 people living in the rainforest that nobody, that nobody knew, knew ever about. was there? And then you still think you're like, I mean, if we're still finding civilization, we know nothing about our planet. <laughs> I know, right? True. <laughs> In general, true. I feel like we know nothing about the species that live on this planet. We <laughs> don't even know what lives at the bottom of the ocean. 
at this point. I don't want to know what lives at the bottom of the ocean. Me either. Scary down I'm there. more afraid of the bottom of the ocean creatures <laughs> than I am of oh. running into a Bigfoot in the wild. Totally. <laughs> But that makes me think of like when we worked together at the historical society that one, I think it was around Halloween, we had a Bigfoot researcher come in Mm. and we were like, oh, is this going to, is this going to work? Are people going to show up? And that place was packed. Oh, I bet. It was was It was the most interesting. So Sophie and I, like she just alluded to, worked at the museum together. It was the most interesting thing. We were, we were, we're like, let's just do a Bigfoot one. See how it goes. We met the guy. He was interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we pulled, like, 250 people showed up to this Bigfoot presentation. Wow. And People like the unknown. And, like, it was funny, too. Like, when it ended, half the room w- was gone. They were like, ugh, get out of here. <laughs> you know, even my brother-in-law, who is a Bigfoot believer, mm-hmm. like, wasn't into this guy and, like, mm-hmm. how he saw Bigfoot. And he was like, nah. But then there's this, like, group of, like, probably 80 people. I mean, we sat there for another two hours with people that wow. couldn't stop talking about Bigfoot and, like, their experiences. It was interesting. interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. Um, so you're also, I know, so you're also uh, involved at Potter's Field. Right, yeah. Shameless so, plug, but stu- still super cool stuff. Yeah, so, so Potter's Field, if people don't know, is... Um, the cemetery for the old asylum and poor farm here in Dunn County. Oh. So, yep. So in like, it was 2000, must have been shortly after I started working at the museum. Um, I kind of joined the genealogy society and somebody had sent in a research request asking if we could verify that um, Julia Ingalls was buried out in Potter's Field. And so that would be Laura Ingalls Wilder's aunt. Um oh from the Little House on the Prairie show and everything like that. So that got me started out there. So, um, yep, so we were able to confirm that she she is buried out there. She was an inmate at the asylum, um, sent, put in the asylum by her husband. Um, Typical. (laughs) Hysteric woman. Yep, so (laughs) she got, yep, so she was put out there. um, But, yeah, going out there, it was just, when I first started, there was, like, a list of, like, 10 15 people that were buried out there and if you go out there it's it's an acre chunk of land and you can see that there's definitely more than 12 people out there Mm -hmm. so I started researching um throughout the years we've come up with over 111 people buried out there whoa so a lot of them not the greatest life stories Mm -hmm. um that could be a whole nother podcast i mean there's just tons of amazing stories of the people that are buried out there just um, super sad, just yeah. super bizarre. But well, give us you gotta give, give us one. What's something that pops into your head? There's one. So there's a gentleman that's buried out there um, who's actually from Chicago, and he was lived in Chicago. His he had a brother in Chicago. His mother passed away, and the two brothers started to fight over her estate. Is like you know I need this mm-hmm. whatever the typical fight over stuff like that. And during her funeral, he wasn't there. He just didn't show up to the funeral. People thought that was odd. So as they were lowering her casket into the ground, he jumps out of the bushes and shoots his brother and his sister-in-law. Jeez. And (laughs) so then he... Jumps out of the bushes. (laughs) He was like hiding in the bushes. Surprise, right? (laughs) And shoots them, jumps in his car, and flees north. So, and actually his, they both survived. Neither oh, one wow. of them passed mm-hmm. away. So, um. So he's a bad shot. <laughs> well, I mean, he did jump out of the bushes. <laughs> yeah, the bushes. 
so probably he, not the most steady arm if you're <laughs> in the middle of jumping <laughs> he drove up here and actually just outside of town um pulled alongside the road and took his own life so nobody I mean the family didn't want him brought back you know to Chicago to be buried so he ended up out he's in Pottersfield so, so is is that the reason why they're because the Potter the term Pottersfield is like a general term right it is um there's kind of like a biblical like tie to it I guess and I'm not really sure on my bible history um but I, it was Judas had betrayed somebody and was given money um and now I can't even remember how the story goes but anyways they they would bury like the poor or the indigent in this field that was like an unusable field so it was basically you mm -hmm. know clay and stuff used for pottery so that's kind of where the potters oh, potters yeah. field because isn't that that's kind of the name they give cemeteries like this right yeah where there's it's, lots it's of like it's just a bunch of unmarked graves pretty, pretty much. much there's mm -hmm. two marked graves out there yep wow so, so is that why you think sorry if i interrupted no. but is that why you think it's was left unmarked is because that's what the 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 people that are buried like not everyone obviously but that's what exactly it, what i was gonna yeah, ask yeah so what's the th why why do you why think, are they unmarked yeah why well, is it the way it is well i had talked to a, a lady that her parents ran the poorhouse and so she grew up out there and she says she distinctively remembers there being like small little markers for all of the graves and i think over time those markers have just yeah. kind of sunken into the ground mm -hmm. we did find one out there um and it's basically the size of a brick and it was okay. underground so it was yeah i think like there was time, it some, just sunk they did they just it. Sunk. interesting but and that's where the uh the couple uh bank robbers Yep, Charlie Harmon and Frank Weber are buried out there. Yeah. So that anniversary is coming up. It'll be the 90th anniversary, October 20th. Ooh, look at that. Yep. Oh. Yep. So they were both buried in this, put in the same grave. Yep. They popped. Oh. Yep. Yeah. There was a infamous bank robbery in Menominee. I don't know if we talked about that on the mm -mm. last episode. I don't think so. That's quick stories. The Craft State bank robbery, and there's like four, four uh, bank robbers, and two of them died in the, uh, in the whatever crossfire crossfire <laughs> and the aftermath and all that stuff and yeah nobody want like we just didn't give their bodies back pretty much and that's where they ended up that's pretty much well there's also the story that one of the families came back years later to claim one of them mm -hmm. and because it had been such a long period of time they didn't know which which body one? to which give one? the family so yeah. they just took the body on top <laughs> i don't know <laughs> It's <laughs> kind of been like, a, yeah, like a lore and legend. Took the body on top. <laughs> so I, like, I mean, I hope this is the right one. <laughs> oh my gosh, They're not that's know. awesome so, and ridiculous. Because they were both dressed the same. There's people that have told me stories that they remember as children going there and seeing the bodies. That the bodies of Frank and Charlie were laid out at the funeral home for people to come and see, and they both had the same like light blue work shirt, dark pants mm -hmm. from the farmer's store. Um, here in town with the price tag still on the clothes. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Back when you used to parade bodies around because you were mad at them, pretty much. <laughs> or, yeah, or for any reason. I yeah. was just thinking that, like, humanity's fascination with death has it's been forever, yeah. I feel like. Like, it seems like it's more common now because there's podcasts and YouTube and documentaries about right. everything. But, like, people have been curious about 
death forever. Right. Well, we're get- people wanted to go look at a bank robber's body. Yeah. Because sure. I mean, that was big. Yeah, I just exactly. I, big event back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just read a book on a serial killer in the twenties, and he had, yeah, when they finally got him in Winnipeg, yeah, I think they kept his body on display for like five days mm-hmm. for anybody who wanted to come see, and like all these people that he had tormented and stuff, like, and like it was just so a they thing. could get closure. Yeah. Well, yeah, the bank robbery happened on the twentieth of October, and Frank and Charlie were buried on Halloween. So, oh, so eleven days. Eleven days wow. before they were. Well, did they? They brought them down Main Street at one point too. I'm pretty sure. They would have had to. Yeah, yeah. I would assume to go yeah, out they, there when they put them to wherever I think two Potters Field. Yep, that's right. They literally like just it was like a parade kind of like I, people yeah, knew it was happening. I'm sure there was a huge service. Out, I mean, there was a wow. priest out there that you know said you know like a final word for each yeah mm-hmm. so it was it was kind of a big thing which surprises me that is interesting yeah um well b- before we wind up here we have wind to ask down. the wind down wind, wind up <laughs> we wind up we wound up about 30 minutes ago um it's we okay have, it's your first day back from true. vacation uh i got we, you <laughs> we need to have thank you we need to have one good ghost story what's the what's something good that what's your pops favorite your ghost story um a personal ghost story or Ooh. just whatever well, you want. How about <laughs> one of each quick before we? Um, I guess personally, like it's been said, I work at the museum and it's just, there was this one little doll that came in as a artifact. And I, I remember just like saying, oh, you're a creepy, creepy little thing, aren't you? And then like sessioned it, put it back. Um, and then that night I was there, well, not night, later in the day, I was there alone locking up. And I remember walking through the collections area. And I don't know if you've ever kind of had an experience, but mm-hmm. it's that feeling where it's just like all the blood just kind of goes, like rushes to your feet. And I got super cold and it smelled really weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like had this feeling like get out of here yeah <laughs> i remember i actually locked the museum up a little early that day because i was like, <laughs> like not going to be in here with this doll. no and i mean i've seen like a orb you know fly mm-hmm. through the collections area which has no light but so a lot of things like that um i'm sure there's a lot of energy and people connected to those artifacts. i would think so yeah yeah, yeah. i always yeah. think that like when you watch like a paranormal show and they talk all about like energy connected to something yep and, and i think of like the museum i'm like my gosh, it's, well, a, yeah. it's a museums have to be a treasure trove. The energy right. has to go somewhere when you die. Right. And it does, I mean, like walking mm-hmm. through that collections area, sometimes it does feel a little like, you know, like there's yeah. someone behind you, but you know, it's just a completely different like atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You get a smell kind of like cigarette smoke or cigar smoke mm-hmm. or like right. super strong perfume. So, um, cool. yeah, that's cool. Well, that's cool. Well, yeah. as we wind down, we have the same. <laughs> I say I got it right that time. Thank you. Uh, we ask every guest the same question. If you want to go first, Becca, I'll let you uh, let you have this one. Um, my question is just what kind of good food have you eaten lately? <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, Can you tell I work in the grocery? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, it's funny um, when you asked me that. The first thing that I thought of was the one food that I miss the most mm-hmm. is... Um, when we were little, and even when my girls were little, my every Saturday or Sunday, we would go to my grandma's house, mm-hmm. and she would make bread pancakes, mm-hmm. which is basically bread dough fried in vegetable oil. Okay. <laughs> super, mm-hmm. super weird, but so we would go there. Sounds and good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried to make those, and mm-hmm. it, for some reason, I can't make 
make them the way she did. So that's one thing that I that mm. I've been craving yeah. lately. So Yum. it's just bread pancakes. Bread pancakes. Random. Some of it those is. things that it's just like your grandparents made, and I have a couple things too that my mom has made and i have the exact ingredient list and it's oh, it just not matter. the same no no my dad my dad used to make uh venison like just chip dip mm-hmm. i don't know what he d- I, I have the recipe it's <laughs> never the same it's no. nothing it is like five ingredients it's it that parental love sense. going into it i, <laughs> I feel can't like that do it's it. just like oh it's so depressing mm-hmm. um and then mine is yeah. uh, uh what's uh what's like your favorite movie Oh, well, that's a no-brainer. Oh. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I <laughs> knew it. I knew that. <laughs> what that. a shock <laughs> after this podcast that no. Silence of the Lambs. Silence is of the Lambs. That movie never gets old of watching, no, by the way. I rewatched it like mm-hmm. a year ago, and I'm just like, gosh, this is just, it's so good yeah. still, like every time. Right. I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. It's a classic. There's a company, um, it's called Frome. I don't know if you've heard of them. They do these prints. It's a big, long, kind of rectangular print where they take, um, the most dominant color in each like segment of the film I guess I don't know mm-hmm. you know each frame of the film and they put that together and so it's just basically a big long print of all these different colors so it's kind of like a mm-hmm. rainbow type color but um my husband bought me that Silence of the Lamb from print oh, cool. and it's super cool because it's all dark in the beginning and then towards the very end of the print is the bright green oh. from when they had the night vision camera oh you, yeah you know yeah. so oh, it's cool. it's really cool it's a really neat interesting yeah you'll awesome. have to look them up they have i need to look tons that up now, of now different i'm super vid- interested in that yeah same now yeah. i guess i need know. to fill my house with those now. Yeah. <laughs> so it was between silence of the lamb and rocky horror picture show oh mm. uh, so rocky horror picture classics show. both yeah. good every yeah. time every this time of year i always think about for Halloween, it always like Rocky Horror Picture Show always pops into my head of like a movie I should watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where the Easter egg, like the term Easter egg in a movie, that's where that came from was the Rocky Horror Picture really? Show. Really? Oh, yep. They I had an Easter egg hunt on set, and they didn't find all of the Easter eggs before they started filming certain scenes. So there are certain Literally. scenes in the that movie have egg, there, there, there's Easter eggs hidden. Huh. In wow, that's look cool. at that! What a fun fact to end the podcast. I was just going to say that I sounds like that. a great way to <laughs> to end things well thank you for being here today so we'll have to have you back to talk about uh everything we discussed in individual episodes (laughs) (laughs) right right next october yeah next october is just fully dedicated to sophie doan story i like it (laughs) we can do it but yes again thank you for being on we appreciate it where can people find you what are the hours that they can visit the museum the museum is open um tuesday through sunday 11 to 5 perfect so. and pottersfield stuff pottersfield is open when the highway shop is open you do have to check in um there so there's okay. no public access right now it's kind of private access mm-hmm. but um yeah we do have a website facebook page so yeah check us out very cool, cool. go visit the museum visit learn some more about our town and our county Yes. And then some. And. This sounds like a great way to end. Yeah. Thank you, Sophie. Thanks for having me. See you next time.